Good morning, everyone. This is Kat, the host of your Growth Mindset Podcast show. Today, I'm super excited to have a special guest who's a functional medicine PA. Her name is Zerla Stoller. She'll be introducing herself in just a second. So stick around, enjoy the show. She'll be sharing a lot of amazing health tips for everyone out there. so much Kat um it's great being on here it was a long time coming but um anyways so yeah so I'm Zorla and I'm a functional medicine practitioner health coach and a board certified physician assistant and I I help busy women heal the root cause of their gut hormone and mental health issues using functional lab testing and a holistic Mm. personalized approach so love that love that um And, you know, when I came across, you know, meeting you, it was on, it was in a Facebook group and I saw, you know, your background. I thought that was really awesome. And I reached out to you, did like a mini consultation on the phone and you just have, you just are extremely experienced and skilled in your background. And I just remember you telling me the story of how you got into what you're doing now. Um, So could you take us back and how did you get into your profession and your business now and um, what happened, you know, as a mom, as a busy wife, you know, all of that stuff, if you could share that story. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, it all started, I mean, I, I have a background where, you know, I've had anxiety that I struggled with for years. And as when I became a mother, um, and all the other challenges of life from my, from my work and, being married and again having my first child there was a lot of stress and it took a toll on my health and so as a result my anxiety got worse where it became full-on panic attacks and then after that I dealt with like fertility issues where I just could not get pregnant and I miscarried five times and could never find the answers um so I've, I've seen doctors and specialists and lab and had labs done all of which were normal and so I just kind of dealt with it. And so I lived years with having these symptoms. And then one day I was like, you know what? There has to be a better way. So then I started looking into alternative medicine and, you know, was seeing like an acupuncturist and a chiropractor and even a functional medicine practitioner. And they helped me get to the root cause of all those unusual, unexplained symptoms. I was having my anxiety, my fertility issues, which healed me which was actually amazing. And so that's where my path to becoming a functional medicine practitioner came from. And then on top of that, when I was dealing with my health issues, it made me more aware of the other, the patients I see, the women and the similar symptoms that they're having, like where they have all these, these constellation of symptoms that just don't make sense. And they, that doctors can't find the answer to. Right. And so I'm like thinking, okay, you know, mainstream medicine, it's broken. You know, like you have someone coming in with like all these symptoms, labs are normal. What do they do? They give you an antidepressant or you come in with like general symptoms of bloating. What they do, they give you like an acid reflux medication. And that's what we've been taught for years or for women were given birth control pills, right? You got acne. If you got heavy bleeding birth control pills, there was never like find the root cause so anyway so that's what really inspired me and said you know what I'm going to open up my own business and after you know after healing myself like my gut and my hormones and I became like I mean I felt better 
you know, I felt more confident. And that's, I actually then um, opened my own business. Yeah, that's incredible. To grow. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise, when you're like really anxious and you don't feel well, you just don't have yeah. that ability. You miss out on opportunities because you're too focused on your your poor health, right? And how bad you feel. True. True, true. So I have some questions. I wanted to take it back a little. So how many years ago was that? So, you know, you as a busy mom, professional, you know, you've been nursing for a while now, right? Um, as a nurse. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, you're doing incredible work and high stress, you know, job and family and balance. So how many years ago was that when you were coming across those symptoms? And what were they? So like other busy moms, women, professionals out there. So look like out for. Nine, it was about like when my around like when my daughter was born. So it was a little bit before that. And then mm-hmm just a little bit before that and then after that where it became worse and so the symptoms that I were having were like things like like numbness and tingling where I would have it I had it for like two years of numbness and tingling straight constant like every single day um severe fatigue like fatigue where you just you couldn't really get out of bed um I mean, I was like relying on coffee, even though I was like anxious. I'm like, I know it makes me feel anxious, but I need coffee because I need to get going throughout the day. Right. Um, so that was a sign. And then I also had um, feeling like I had dizziness and just really anxious, chronically stressed. Um, and a lot of unusual symptoms, like weird chest symptoms I just remember the whole bunch of different things like I can't even explain it like weird cramping pulsating even pain you get pain in your joints and just pain muscle pain and things like that and I just felt like I was falling apart oh no Mm -hmm. yeah and um you know during that time were you eating healthy were you just you know like taking care of yourself like how what was your life like your lifestyle before yeah that was the crazy thing is I was actually taking care of myself or so I thought I was you know I was eating healthy already um and I exercised regularly but it was just there was things like in my diet that I didn't realize that were actually aggravating my Mm -hmm. symptoms more I had no idea And even the exercise where I thought I was doing good for myself. And I'm like, when you're like Mm -hmm. a high stress, high strung person with anxiety, sometimes you need to calm your body down. And so I used to do triathlons um, before. So I've always been really, really active. So I'd run for like six miles and do HIIT training. I would work out nearly seven days a week. Um, And that just deteriorated actually my health even more Mm -hmm. without me realizing it. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Um, So you were kind of, you were taking care of yourself, but it sounds like you were, you were kind of overdoing everything, right? You were like doing so much, like working out. You were, you were trying to do everything all at once. And um, you, like you had said there, you needed to like, what did you say? Calm down and that, and all those things. (laughs) It's a self care that you kind of forget about, you know, especially when you're a mom, you're a mom, you're a wife, you're, you know, you are, you have a career, you're thinking about everything else. And then of course, it's what you think is just healthy, which is exercise and diet, but you kind of forget about what do you really need? Like, what is the self-care that you need? Yeah, 
I love that you're saying that um, because we do speak to a lot of busy um, women, professionals, mothers out there. And a lot of like, even my own friends that are moms are like, no, we just need to do it. We need to make it happen. We need to keep going. You know, they're always on the go. And the self-care thing is cute. We talk about self-care, you know, taking care of yourself, self-love, but we don't do it until things go really bad, right? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. You know, um, and so like, what are some things that you can speak to when it comes to like other moms that are exactly where you were that are kind of like, I'm gonna say stubborn, you know, I come from a Filipino family full of like stubborn women and they just like, you know, they don't want to like maybe work out as much. They don't want to focus too much on, you know, eating healthy and and all of that. Um, It it sounds like what you're saying is that if you have some, maybe some symptoms coming up, definitely go see someone. But finding like the right professional to go see, how do we, how do we know who to like really consult with? Um, what, how, who you would consult with? You mean like a a specialist? Yeah, specialist, because like you had said, right, I've been to um, doctors before and nurses where actually would not talk about nutrition, right? And that was really tough, right? Like you said, it was mostly like, oh, they would medicate me or prescribe me something. It's very, very rare, even thinking now that anyone would go back to nutrition and self-care. Right. Well, here's the thing is with like, you know, I don't have anything against mainstream mm-hmm. like medicine. I always think that it's still important. Like, you know, we have our ERs that we need, right? If we break a leg or anything. So, I mean, I always recommend anytime that you have symptoms, you want to go first through your doctor to make sure that it's nothing that is missed. Like you'll need probably imaging mm-hmm. studies, right? Like cancer or whatnot. But if you're to a point where you're like, okay, everything is normal. So these are the red flag signs. So you see your doctor, you you tell them your symptoms. They do all the labs, all the diagnostic tests, everything is normal. And they say that you're fine, but you don't feel fine. That's a red flag. Or if they use excuses like, no, you're just getting older. That's another, you know, red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, other red flags that I've seen is if if you have symptoms, they don't do any testing for it, but they just throw a medication there, which is just gonna mask it. For example, like things like acid reflux, you know, which we mm-hmm. tend to see a lot. Um, you know, that's a red flag. So those are some of the things. Um, what else? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not talked about enough, like the small things that can actually mm-hmm. help us, like your lifestyle, like they don't ask, well, mm-hmm. what are you doing out, outside of work? Or, or like, what are you doing? What are you eating? Are you exercising? Right. And for women, it's important, like, well, what are your, what do your periods look like? Those mm-hmm. are all important for your health. And those are things that are not asked. Yeah, that's so true. I love that you're impacting, you know, at this scale, growing your business and reaching out to other women that definitely need this. I have that, you know, if you are someone that wants to get started with, you know, a healthy lifestyle, I have the 10 day metabolic detox reset program, which is going on right now. So, and uh, it's, it's great for this time of the year. 
So there's mm -hmm. like supplements that you can get with our, which are optional. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Yeah, there's supplements that are optional that you can get, easy to follow meal plan. There's recommendations on stress and exercise. It'll help reset your body to improve your energy, nice. your mental clarity, and also boost your immune system to get you ready for this busy fall season. Oh, yes. Yeah, when everyone yeah. kind of hibernates and holiday parties exactly. and like rain it's coming crazy, and it gets busy cold. Time of, yes, exactly. <laughs> Oh yeah. my gosh. And the um, peak, the peak season. <laughs> oh season. yeah, that's true. Right. Um, I, I also, um, I have another question too, is that for those that are busy moms, you know, working professionals and maybe in a lot of single moms that I, I speak to here also, um, what are some great daily routines that you can recommend to help kind of sort of get healthier and balance out no matter how extremely busy. So a lot of moms out there that work like a nine to five that are picking up, dropping off the kids and trying to find time in between to take care of themselves. Like what are some tips and tools that they can use throughout the week to get started? Okay. So my, my top tips would be that would make the biggest impact. Like my tip one is to eat whole foods whenever possible. And so I know as a busy person, sometimes it's hard to cook every single day. So the biggest thing I could say is meal planning. So planning is key. Mm -hmm. So just set that time, like at the beginning of the week, like for me, I do Sundays, Sundays for mm -hmm. an hour, but if you plan ahead, you can actually um, create easy, simple meals you could plan it out with your partner. So on days that you know you're going to be busy, like, for example, Kat, like if you're doing your, mm -hmm. you know, that these nights you do your workshops or your podcast yes. or whatever, you work with your yes. partner. So you kind of have times during the week where he might be in charge. Or if you're someone that tends to eat out a lot, you know, and it's it's yeah. hard to switch to like cooking every day, maybe start with choosing one or two days of the week where you will mm -hmm. plan on making a healthy meal that day. And then also things, that. yeah, the other thing too, is I always recommend, um, also if you're going to be cooking something, you're going to start to cook healthy, cook mm -hmm. something that you cook regularly. So it's not too much. Yeah. You just want to modify it to make it healthier. So swap out right. the ingredients for healthier ones right? Like rice with cauliflower, yeah. rice or timwa, or you want to add, make sure you add veggies, right? If you eat chicken and rice, just make sure that you have like your chicken and your, your veggies. You so you have your protein, yeah, what is it? your protein, your carbs, whatnot. So I always recommend that, that always keep healthy snacks handy, especially yeah. if you're hungry. And that's what I do, especially because I'm busy all the time. And there's time I can get to some place. And instead of eating some junk food from a vending machine, you already have your healthy snacks in your purse. So that's great. Um, tip two, exercise. Um, I hear a lot of people say like, I don't have enough time for exercise. Um, mm. I always say don't have a all or nothing approach. Like yeah. there has been studies that show that even boosts of like even 10 minutes of exercise in between or five minutes actually has a huge impact. Um, so and you can do that anywhere. Like if you're at a meeting mm -hmm. at home, you could, you could do a conference call, taking a walk around your, 
neighborhood or what I do yeah. is I have a yoga mat in front of my desk. So I'll take five minutes out um, every hour or two and I'll do some oh, stretches okay. or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are other ways to do it. I love that. I love that. I love how you said swap because that's, um, I especially, you know, coming from a Filipino family, I know we had this conversation and my daughter being, you know, for now a picky eater, it can be really hard to just like completely change all the diet, like our entire diet, like our fridge full of different things. And especially if you have a partner that, you know, (laughs) eats like pretty bad, like sugar, you know, and all of that, not saying, you know, my partner Eric is eating that bad, but, um, his, his, um, guilty pleasure is, cereal <laughs> yeah but it's you know like there's a there's healthy the yeah, there, and there's healthier cereal options that you mm-hmm. can go with to kind of slowly ease you out of like the processed stuff yeah right yeah, definitely so but you just yeah. start small it's really like setting small goals um so that way you could have sustainable health forever yeah Um, another tip that I that I recommend is keep your water on your desk like everyone should be drinking Mm. at least half of their body weight in ounces so I use like a hydro flask that's like 32 ounces so I know that I have to drink two of those if you actually leave it in your site on your desk it'll force you to and you'll kind of take sips from it all throughout the day not realizing that you're drinking a lot you know enough water so that's a good tip. Um, and also... I love that. Yeah, and also the the sleep. I know we all have time for sleep, mm. but for a busy person, if you actually get your quality 78 hours of sleep, you actually get a lot more done during the day. You're a lot more productive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, my gosh. I loved all these tips. I'm already thinking. I'm, like, already walking to my cabinet. I'm going to bring out my big hydro flask. <laughs> today's day one especially you know those listening right now after labor day weekend you know that we're binging whether it was like the food or alcohol like we were at disneyland um over the weekend and you know we you just kind of splurge a little or a lot <laughs> over the weekend so it's good to do day one especially right now um the holidays are coming to kind of reset um when i say reset uh, I, I also know a lot of moms that are like, hey, I'm going to go on this diet, right? Um, even my sister was saying, her trainer was saying, cut your calories and don't eat this and don't eat that. And like her lifestyle, as healthy as she's actually pretty healthy, is like to cut out all these things would make her miserable because like yeah. those are things that she loves. Like she loves sushi, like her and I love sushi, you know, so to cut out all these things just doesn't seem like it's a matching lifestyle so exactly um to all those moms that kind of like i'm gonna go full keto tomorrow or i'm gonna do intermittent fasting now um for like you know every single day um what about those fad diets like what do you think about all those things the fad diets i mean yeah it helps to some degree are you talking about like Mm -hmm. things like intermittent fasting or like yeah or like keto or you know maybe they are yeah well all like the fun diets that you keep hearing about (laughs) i mean i mean they're they're helpful to some degree but it's not it's not um the best diet for everyone because everyone's different so i mean you could try that but i don't feel that those Mm -hmm. diets are sustainable yeah 
exactly no yeah i think that a diet should be i think a diet should really be personalized to a specific person and like what nutrients or genetics and things like that because that makes a huge difference like for me i i I help women specifically like anxiety like someone with anxiety they don't really do well with intermittent fasting um Mm -hmm. Yeah. So because your blood sugar drops and you can't have that long period of time when your blood sugar drops, it actually makes your anxiety much, much worse. So like for that, for example, it doesn't it doesn't help with everyone. So, I mean, you could definitely Mm -hmm. try all the different diets and see which one you get the best, most results from. But um, I'm, I'm not really a big diet person. Yes, yes. I love what you said. It's just like swapping out, you know, what you're currently doing with healthier items, you know. Um, and what about like going organic? How do you feel about like, does everything have to be organic or like, you know, um, is it farm raised or wild caught, you know, things like that. So with the organic, I know organic can be quite expensive. So mm-hmm. I would go off of like, if you go off of the EWG, which is environmentalworkinggroup.org. So it's EWG.org. Yeah. Yeah. They actually have the dirty dozen that they put out every yes. year or the clean 15. So you could just, you know, you could get the, the vegetables and fruits that you know are considered dirty and go organic there. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as like with meat, like proteins, um, you want to stick with organic. If it's beef, you want to go with uh, grass fed, right? None, you don't want your meat to be treated with hormones, no antibiotics. and then as far as fish, I always go for wild caught versus farm because you have less right. contaminants in it. Right. So those are some swaps that you can do. So it's I love that. Healthier. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just thinking about, you know, those that have a more difficult time, like if you have a partner that just is complete opposite when it comes to eating habits, that can be a little tough. You know, um, so for like things with me, like I won't, I, I won't eat his cereal. I'll try not to because it's just so, I'm like, it has so much sugar in it, you know, um, and I try to be an example when it comes to just eating better. And and if I go grocery shopping, it's going to look so different from when he goes grocery shopping. Exactly. So that can be a little tough. It can be kind of tough, <laughs> not going to lie. Um, but I do have like a big bag of quinoa, um, you know, growing up in a Filipino family, you know, like it's just tons of rice like you go to my mom's house they have like so much like cups and cups of rice there that they eat every single day my partner he can go through like one to two cups of of white rice every day so I've been trying to like swap us out completely especially with my daughter you know hopefully get her to love quinoa maybe cauliflower I I love quinoa and like more of like the wild grains is that is that kind of healthy yeah Yeah. okay that's that's pretty good (laughs) yeah so for for rice it's not that it's it's really really bad like if he absolutely has Mm -hmm. to have it let him have like a small portion of it like maybe Mm -hmm. half of a cup like a few times a week but not every (laughs) single day (laughs) you know yeah yeah, I'm like laughing because I'm like, oh man, he's, I know he's going to listen to us later and be like, I told you. <laughs> oh, I know. He loves rice so much. And it's tough. Like, I get it. Like, you know, um, especially with my mom, she cooks a ton of really good Filipino food. And she doesn't even cook it as traditional as a lot of Filipinos that have like full on grease. Like a yeah. lot of grease, a lot of like, you know, they don't take it out. They don't take the fats out. 
my mom does she's pretty clean actually for eating filipino food but you know sometimes when you have like sinigang like that sour soup it's like hard to like not eat with like white rice you know um but i've eaten it with quinoa before so i th- i think it all you know um in moderation right right <laughs> so. they have chickpea chickpea rice like by bonza hmm. which was easier for me to transition to <laughs> yeah it oh, still wow. was like tried that it had a little bit it was a little bit heavier so i still get that kind of the fullness that you get with white rice so that's one thing you could do yeah. or um yeah yeah do you shop a lot at like costco like sprouts trader joe's like what are your I favorite costco, like grocery stores costco mm-hmm. and sprouts and sometimes drive online nice okay yeah um because i'm like oh right now especially in the fall like we gravitate to like trader joe's but definitely not the healthiest right like he he was buying um like the seedless watermelon and i had a friend she was also a nurse she was like hey you know seedless is like they made that shit yeah <laughs> and exactly like, you know, you need... <laughs> and exactly. then when I told him he was like what it was like you just don't think about it sometimes you're just like oh I want everything seedless but or, you know, you, or have you seen those um <laughs> those grapes I think it was like candy candy mm-hmm. um cotton candy flavored grapes like all those what? things that you see that looks fun I think oh they God. sell it at Trader Joe's but all those little things that sound so fun are the ones that you want to avoid because they were yeah. they were treated somehow made in the lab <laughs> oh my god what they about were modified kids, in though? such a way genetically modified yeah. in such a way to have like taste better you know oh, I'm sure. enhanced flavors so those you want to stay away right. from so just try to stick with whole foods as much as you can and stick to the the produce aisles and whatnot Um and I I guess my last question for that is that what about the bagged salads like that already come with the dressing and you just mix it together at home. I noticed that the dressing is also not the healthiest. Yeah, the dressings are not the healthiest, but it's it's mm-hmm. uh definitely better than yeah. not having any greens or so if it's something that will help you transition mm-hmm. um you can do it's that. I mean, better. I still go with I go with the bags of salad. But not the ones mm-hmm. that have the dressing in it, but you know the ready-made that you yes. see at Trader Joe's. Yeah. Um yeah. because it's easier for me and I could create a salad oh, yeah. like in 5 minutes. So those bags I awesome. love. Yeah. Okay, definitely. I love this. I'm already creating my shopping list in my head. So um and I know I've asked you about this. This would be my last question before we wrap up is those that have kids, like trying to get them to eat healthy is really hard. Like, you know, having toddlers um you know these the, it's just really hard and i know they they look to us as role models to kind of eat healthy around them and that can be really tough you know when my daughter goes to my to nana's house she's getting like a small bag of m&ms and i'm like that's not okay you know right. um especially like early in the morning or late at night um so what are what have been some tips like for those that have kids that are picky eaters like have you done with your kids so what i've done with my kids is the 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 first tip that i was giving with like the swap out so like mm-hmm. i know that my kids love filipino food for example i just modify <laughs> yeah. it in such a way to make it healthier and then i'll start yeah. introducing a little bit more vegetables so have them yeah. eat what they already love to eat 
-hmm. and then just yeah. again swap out ingredients and if you're wanting them to try something new have them try it very slowly a few at a time like i'll give yeah. like a couple of green beans to to my son and like yeah. say okay try this and give them rewards and whatever whatnot and then slowly over time the more and more that you keep introducing um more different fruits and vegetables they learn to love mm -hmm. it Mm, I love that. And what about school? Like, so when they're around other kids that are eating junk food, it's Halloween is coming up. So how do you, how do you work with that? Like if they're around other kids, especially at school, they're eating anything that, you know, they want, it's different over there at their house, or if they go to someone's house and Halloween coming around. So like, how do you, how do you work with like a situation like that? <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I, I try to educate them at home as best as I can and saying like, okay, this is how much sugar and whatnot, but I mm -hmm. don't like to take away from their yeah. experiences. So if they're having a party at school and they're going to have whatever candy treats, which is not, it's not yeah. all the time. It's usually for special occasions right. like Halloween or someone's birthday. I just let it, I'm just like, eh, yeah. you know, I'll yeah. just let it happen. Because, you know, I want them to enjoy that. But when they come home, if I know that they've had those treats, then I'll be like, okay, well, that's enough sugar for the day. You exactly. know, and then I'll yeah. give them something else. I'll give them something healthier to make up for that. Yeah, I love that you're saying that you're not taking away their experience because mm -hmm. it doesn't need to be that extreme, you know, especially no. Halloween. Like even since Harley was little, we were trick or treat, but she would definitely not eat all the candy because she, well, she, first of all, she couldn't, she was so, so young. Um, and then we would just kind of pick out that things that, you know, were kind of okay to try. And then we would get rid of the rest to like give it to other friends or something like that, right. you know, um, not have her eat like a big bag of candy, which like, to me, that's not okay. And to each mom their own, you know, um, but I like what you said about that. And even at home here, we'll, we'll um, regulate snacks. Like she'll go to our cabinet and we know she goes to the same area every time to look for something. So we always make sure there's like a healthier option for a snack in there. Right. <laughs> Right. So, yeah, the biggest thing I'd say is like you really want to set an example of what you want mm -hmm. your kids to grow up to be. So little things that they're going to they're going to have all those mm -hmm. unhealthy snacks at school. And it is what it is. I mean, I grew up with some unhealthy yeah. foods, but as I got older, because my parents always constantly introduced fruits and vegetables and they made sure that it was in our meals. Like oh, just over time, it was became almost like a comfort thing. And then as I got older, now I really love fruits and vegetables because of it. I love that. So yeah. eventually they'll get there. I mean, as kids, they don't really understand all that stuff. Sugar and yeah. carbs, <laughs> they don't understand all that stuff. Yeah. But as long as you set, uh, set an example. I love that. I love that. Um, and this is why, you know, everything you do resonates with me. It's like, it's not very extreme. Like, you know, I have some friends that are very extreme. It's like, no, you can't eat this or that. And, um, you know, regardless, they're going to step out the door and go be around it. So I love that you said, just educate them, you know, educate everyone around you. Um, and then they can make the best choices they can from what you have taught them. Right. 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 I love that. Um, well, thank you so much, Zerla. This was a ton of information. I know we like slowly rolled into it and I tried to ask you as many great questions as I could, thinking of all the moms in mind that are listening. Um, so I know that there are some moms out there that would love to get like a consultation with you or speak with you about any of these things we talked about today. So what's the best way for them to reach you, contact you, you know, um, um, book a consultation with you? 
you can reach me on my Instagram, Thriving with Zerla. Um, mm-hmm. That's usually the best way to reach me. You can there's like a link in my bio that you can either schedule a consultation or just a chat. Yes, I love that. Yeah, if you go to at Thriving with Zerla. I'll put that in the bio for this podcast as well. And you can see she has the cutest reels, guys. I love it. You're doing such a great job with all your videos, like I told you. <laughs> they're Thank so you, informative Kat. and they're fun, which I love. Um, and if you're here in San Diego, which is where we are, um, you know, we're, we're going to think of some workshops that we can do together, some networking in person. I'd love to create something like that with you and you can meet Zerla in person. Um, she will be our guest speaker for Ladies Night Networking. That will be the last Thursday of this month, 5.30 p.m. PST. So come out, learn some more of this amazing knowledge with her. Bring all your questions and she'll be our special guest speaker there. And if you have questions about any of that, you can message us as well. So thank you so much, Zerla, for being on the podcast today. And I am looking forward to the workshop um, in the next few weeks to have you there. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks, Kat, for having me.